What is up, folks? This is an interview podcast episode, but the reason that there isn't the normal intro music is because this is not a normal interview episode. If you've been following my content for a while, you probably remember the story of a couple months back, I did an interview and the audio quality didn't turn out that great. I had a screw up happen with my uh, audio recorder, and then ultimately one of the files got corrupted, and it was just this whole mess, and I really didn't want to waste any more of this interviewee's time. But I'm a firm believer that perfection is a fallacy, and it doesn't exist, and I would rather put this out there, and if you get one or two nuggets of good from this, then it's a win. And if it's something that you want to see an episode two from, then you can leave your comments um, anywhere where you would normally leave them. And I can carry those into another interview because today's guest is Joel Matheson. He's actually my former boss. Uh, when I moved to Seattle in 2017, I knew that I wanted to focus on content. I knew I wanted to develop the Emulsion podcast. And I knew I needed something that could be part-time that would focus on the skills that I currently had. And and that, that means being a good line cook. I didn't want to manage a kitchen because I knew that would require too much time. And so I looked on Craigslist, found this gentleman who was actually hiring for a prep position on his food truck. And so I applied and he basically, uh, we had a very weird interview in a parking lot. And he told me that I was way too overqualified for the position because I had management experience at, you know, uh, very high performing restaurants. And he was like, why do you want to work on my food truck? And I told him, basically, I need a part-time job that pays decently well. And that would still be in foods so that I would be motivated to come to work. And so he agreed. He told me that I could um, actually start working on the truck, not doing the prep. And I, it turned into a job that I loved. Um, it's not something that I wanted to do for years on end, but it certainly provided its original function. And so when the time came to kind of um, stop working for the food truck, I asked Joel, I said, hey, would you be interested in coming on the podcast? Because there's a lot of folks that listen and that follow the content that want food trucks someday. And being someone like Joel, which we get into in this interview a little bit, he is someone who wanted a brick and mortar and then eventually went into having a food truck first. And I think he has a successful food truck at that because he has been open for years on end now. And with the ratio of businesses that close, especially in the food business, especially in a saturated food truck city like Seattle, to see him succeed in food that he believes in is incredibly inspiring. And I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoy working for Joel. I really enjoy eating Joel's food. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Apologies for like a really abrupt pause to the con to the interview. And then we kind of like switch partway through. And that's just the nature of how this interview got recorded. Again, my apologies, but I think that there's a couple nuggets in here that you can use as takeaways. So please enjoy. I'm going to ambush you with some Instagram questions because sure. I got a lot of them. And some of them kind of overlap, so I'm going to try to make sure I don't repeat anything. Uh, but, I mean, it's like we are just saying this. Why, why do you think I got so many? And it's because you think people can just yeah, – people I, think it's an easy thing. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think people – it's like a, a – it's something that they, can, that they can do. It's like an attainable thing. In, in a lot of ways, it is. Sure. Um, but there are some misconceptions that, that it's an easy thing mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So while it is um, – you know, more accessible to to a lot of people. 
It's certainly not. Totally. Not, not even close. Yeah. So Charlie underscore Becerra says, what are the first crucial steps on opening a food truck? Like starting from zero. Oh, boy. Well, you know, you want to you wanna do your research, mm-hmm. you know, which is something that I admit I'm not great at and something that I hate to do. But I want to bring but that up because it's something that, it. yeah. yeah. Um, to go on the um, health department's website. Totally. LNI's website. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all like Washington State? or This is for Washington yeah. State, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, Your experience, did, yeah. totally. Um, Seattle, Seattle uh, Department of Transportation. Um, wow. Stuff like that. What do you have to get from them? Well, you don't have to get anything from them, but if you want to park on the street, you have to go through them. Interesting. And that's not something that, that I've done yet. Yep. It's been on my yep. list of things to do, yep. but it just kind of keeps getting I didn't know that. pushed back on that. Yeah. Hmm. That's another misconception that people think that you can just go wherever <laughs> you, you want. Wherever you want. Wherever you want. Yep. Yeah, and you definitely cannot. You, totally. You, you have to... Um, have a permit through the city if you mm-hmm. want to park on a city street, and if you want to park on private property, obviously you have to have the totally. property owner's permission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so those are like legalities, like making sure that you're not mm-hmm. gonna like you're not gonna get a knock on the back door of your truck, and it's like, what are you doing here? Right. Kind of, exactly. or like when that does happen, because it does happen, right? Like health yeah. department can oh, just like yeah, come yeah. up and just be like, yo, we want to inspect you, yeah. and you're like ready fire to go. Can, yeah. You get inspected by the fire department. That's um, so crazy. Save your money. Everybody's well, got their hand out. Totally. You know, it's a lot of money to start up and there's a lot of hidden costs. Sure. Uh, what's another good one? Like initial things. Here's here's a good one. So don't be afraid to like get into the nitty gritty of it because this is all industry people that are listening and okay. they want like those hard, like give the hard truth because it's like these people who are like, they want the food truck. Yeah. And if that's the reality where it's like people just say it's so easy and it's really not, I'd rather like them get that knowledge through something like this sure, rather sure. than like just go for it and go yeah. starry eyed. So and what word of caution, I'm no expert. Totally, in, totally. But this for a couple of years. Uh, but I see you yeah. as that because like well I can I can You're in business. You're still in business, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's like you aren't cooking on the day to day anymore. That's the other thing that's like right. impressive for me seeing it like when I started you would like be there a lot and then yeah. it's like slowly progressed to where you're not so much there anymore and it like yeah. can run autonomously without you there yeah that was one of my one of my goals totally yeah so what's the initial overhead like with, start, with starting up a food truck and you can go into numbers if you want or you can go into like you got to make sure that like this this and this is in order mm-hmm. um but what's that like after you have all the legalities what's the initial overhead like what are you thinking about as far as like inventory or equipment or like well, it can it can really vary depending on what you want to do and sure. what kind of truck you want. Um, I'd say I kind of went maybe I'd say like middle of the road, kind of higher end of mm-hmm. the road. As far as um, like the truck itself, mm-hmm. got yeah, it. As far as like the, the truck, the build out, um, all the equipment and everything, uh, just it's because it was necessary for what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of cooking equipment because we cook pretty much everything, everything. to order, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which in hindsight maybe isn't the, the best way to go for a food truck because it limits your your ticket time sure. and stuff. But in my opinion, it's a better product, and it's, and that's what I wanted to serve, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, but there are, like, some, you know, scoop and serve trucks, you know, like uh, your classic taco truck. Or poke or... Yeah. Yeah. All cold. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can be a bit easier for like service times and mm-hmm. stuff. And even barbecue to a certain extent, it's all it's all prep. You know, sure. Like 
14, 16 hours of prep or whatever. Yeah. But then once you get it on the truck, it's easy to it's get like it It's like plate up and go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on, on what you want to do, but it could be, you know, it could be as little as like 15,000 up to 100 plus. Sure. You know, sure. It's just really, really And that's, nice. you're, if you were doing it again, would you start with one? Would you like be like, no, we're going to do two so we can like increase our reach and make sure that like marketing is way easier? No, I would definitely start Stick with one. Stick with the one. Yeah, I'm not really, I don't, for me, I don't do a ton of marketing. Mm -hmm. and I don't think it really applies too much to what I do. Sure. It's so small. And what I really just focused on is just building relationships with, with other business owners. Right, right. Like brewery, breweries have been huge for us. Totally. Here. Especially just because that had been a good way for me to get started. It fit in with my schedule doing the night shift rather than the lunch shift. Right. So we have, I have a family and my wife works. So I would be home with the kids during the day. My wife would get home. I take go. off, yep. go yep. on a food truck at totally. night and stuff. Interesting. So it just fit in for yeah, yeah, yeah. my life sure. in that way. So you ran it almost like a B2B business rather than like direct, like dealing with consumers. I mean, of mm -hmm. course, still the product is for the consumer, but like Right. You're pitching to breweries in a sense, or offices, yeah. or like all of that. For sure, and as the, opposed and to the just better breweries you can get into. Yep. the more people you're in front sure. of. Sure. The better office parks you can get into. Mm -hmm. The more people you're in front. Right, of. right. It feeds the beast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we do the standard like social media and stuff. Yeah. I don't. We don't have like a huge presence and. Totally. I honestly, I've been kind of experimenting with. Doing lots of posts and then like doing no posts, mm -hmm. and I don't really see any difference. Yeah, in, because in our yeah, numbers or anything. well, because it's also like because you're different. I feel like it's different if you're posting up in the same location every day. Yeah, it's valuable to do social media if you're like if you're doing new menu items or like to encourage people that like I think about like over by the Amazon buildings where it's like there's all yes, the food trucks for sure. Then social media makes sense. Yeah, but for you, I feel like I it's just like a competition totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. tell tell me a little bit about where you're at it, where your head's at with like where the state the current state of food trucks in in it can be the pacific northwest for the u.s in general but yeah it, we're in this kind of interesting place with it i feel like because obviously i got so many questions on it everybody like that is now a viable first step if you're like i want to do my first food business yeah. food truck is now like a legit thing on the table yeah do you feel sure. like it's a little bit like tired in some places or like it's still have you seen any concepts where you're like that's really smart i would if if i were to do a second food truck or a different business or like even if you just admire it like what what are you excited about what gets you excited or maybe something where you're like that's really stupid <laughs> <laughs> well i think in in this market it is it's pretty saturated um seattle has a ton of food so trucks, many but at the same time i think the uh, customers are very knowledgeable about food trucks, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of opportunity there. Sure, so, sure. We may have a ton of food trucks here, but there's a lot of places to go. There's a ton of breweries, and even um, like office parks are all very aware that they can have food trucks come. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of places to go. Totally. Other places in the country, and I don't know this, I'm just kind of yep. guessing at this, yep. but if you don't have a ton of food trucks around, people don't really know about them, then they may not even know to ask to have food Sure, sure. Buy. Um, so there may not be as many opportunities like that, but I think, I think it's a great place to, to, to start a food truck. So they're not going anywhere. They're still going to no, be, no, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I don't think so. You see some come and go, but just like any, any, any other, business, it, yeah, yeah, food business. Right. The other, the other reason I was really excited to have you on is because you are a career changer as well. 
Yeah. Can you tell a little bit of that about that and if and I'm when? I'm a career changer back. To like ah, because you were in restaurants before. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think if I wasn't in restaurants before, I don't think I would have okay. ever done this or had mm-hmm. you know the confidence to do sure. it anyway. But I mean, I started working in restaurants when I was 15 years old, and that's where I, I learned to cook. Like I'm not classically trained. Yeah. You know, I have not studied culinary arts in any way, but I love to cook, and I learned a lot of valuable stuff at the restaurant that I started in, in my hometown. In Connecticut, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah, it was more of, um, it wasn't labeled a diner, but it was pretty much a diner. Sure. It was a big menu, mm-hmm. 24 hour, or not 24 hour, all day breakfast. Um, so to me, that's a diner. So yeah. We did have limited mm-hmm. hours, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that way it's not, but that's where I learned how to make everything from all your breakfast items, you know, to chicken parms, to, you know, turkey a la king, you know, <laughs> like old school, like classic. Yep. Like, Americana. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. And from there, so you were 15 then, mm-hmm. when did you, le- that was like first job, need beer money, whatever kind yeah. of thing, and then, 15, but yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, started off in the dish pit, I was there for like a week, and then went to uh, doing prep, and then the line, and then, you know, doing breakfast service and stuff, that was like the big, uh, you know, service there. Sure. And then, um... So I did that all throughout high school and went to college and worked at a few other restaurants like in college. Yep. And I was going to school for, for video and radio production mm-hmm. and then got a job in uh, for a local news station doing master control and like doing some graphics and stuff. And I quickly realized that that was not the video and radio production that I had in mind. Got I wanted it. something a little more creative or sure. you know, fulfilling, you know, like yep. in local news, like unless you're a a writer or a producer, like there isn't really, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're on the technical side, you know, with the exception of the photographers, I'd say, you know, you're kind of just like a button pusher. So I got kind of bored with that. And plus, even when I entered that more, I mean, this was like early 2000. I mean, TV was already changing. The internet was totally becoming bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so salaries were going down, opportunities were going down. And then um, I went back to school I wanted to get out of that industry. Sure, sure. And I wanted to focus more on graphics. So I went back, got my four-year degree, um, and then got uh, got into that industry for a little bit. This was all in all on the East Coast. This was in, yeah. So this was in Rhode Island. Yeah. So I went to school in Rhode sure, Island. Sure, sure. Grew up in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and then got a job at like a printing press, doing some like um, project management kind of stuff over there, and uh, which I I liked. But I was just kind of like at a point in my life where I was ready for like a bigger change. And I had a friend who lived out here and it was like, hey, you come out here. So I was like, all right, cool. I, yep. I figured I'd come out here for like a couple of years maybe mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for an adventure. Um, but got a job at a TV station that kind of sucked back into that world because it just paid more yeah. than the graphics totally. that I had. Mm-hmm. And then once I was back in TV, there was no getting back into graphics. I would have had to go back to school because mm-hmm. I was just out of that industry for so long. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I moved here, I knew right away that I wanted to open something up, like a sandwich shop or sure. something like that, to bring some of the food that I was used to totally. back over here. I want to talk about that, too, yeah. so let me write that down. Put that on, put that on the timeline. When did so you get like, to the Pacific Northwest? It was 2007. Yep. And I um, basically started saving. Like, interesting. Right then that was there. like the plan from the get. Yeah. Interesting. At least started like getting yeah, yeah, yeah. working. Mm-hmm. You know? I was going to ask, what is an ideal day in the life for you if you had to? Well, we talked a little bit about this with like admin versus cooking versus 
being a dad or being a dad. You know, like yeah. I really just like hanging out with the kids and my mm -hmm. family, and mm -hmm. like, that's really kind of it. The win, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Sure. Anything that's not, yeah. and that's really it's what this business is allowing me to do. Totally, at the moment. and yeah, it's and it's great for right now, and it'll change eventually, but it's good for now. Sure, dude. Would you, if you were able to get a brick and mortar tomorrow, do you think you would spend? Where would where would your time be spent? Oh boy! In I a mean, perfect world. I, I mean, really, it's more managing. Sure, anything, sure. But um, yeah, that's just another one of those adventures that I'm gonna have to jump into. Yeah. And figure it out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, what's a common mistake you'll see food trucks make? Uh, thinking that it's something that's easy to do. Yep. Um. And I get people coming up to the truck every once in a while, and they always want to know. They they'll just ask you straight up, like, "How much did this thing cost?" You know? <laughs> um, they'll be like, "I can do so, it." Yeah, thinking that the hours are short because you, your service hours are like three hours mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you know, three hour service is an eight hour day. Totally. Um, or more sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, really, just thinking that it's easy. Like some people will come up and be like, "Yeah." I'm a, uh, you know, my wife's retiring next month, and she's thinking about getting one of these. Like, it's not a hobby. Yeah, you know? it's not like a I mean, boat. You can do whatever you want. But, um, yeah, it's, really, it's not a hobby. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's an interesting one. How long did it take to turn a profit? That's from Cody Hib. I mean, you Honestly, probably wanted to be right away. Not too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I kept my expenses way down in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I started off super slow. I oh, I bought the truck. Um, and then I kind of just parked it at my house for a little while until I figured out like the commissary area and like where we're gonna park it and stuff. Um, and then we got a like a, a basic commissary um, space, which was only like a few hundred dollars a month, which mm -hmm. is, you know, we weren't parking there or anything. Sure. We had very limited table time. But I was only I was only operating like one day a week. I mm -hmm. still had my day job. Um, so I had, I had kind of like these in incremental goals. Like my first goal was like to have the truck pay for itself because we were using our savings. Like totally. Everything we paid for the business. Mm -hmm. So my first goal was like I want the truck to start paying for itself. Um, and it did pretty soon, like within the first couple months. That's really. crazy. And then so good. little by little kind of adding on, which is something that you can't do with a brick and mortar. Yep. You know? So again, this is an, a, it was a good way to go. I think. Sure. Um, who is this? I am Charles David asks, and this is an interesting question. Do you have a drink menu? And like, have you ever, like, what are those kind of like hurdles that prevent food trucks from serving alcohol? I guess would be the next, because. Oh, it's just not, it's not zero, zero, no food truck can do it. You can do private events. You can, you can bring alcohol and there are um, some like alcohol, uh, there's like a, like a keg truck, mm -hmm. but it's only for private events, only for, for weddings and stuff. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's nowhere that you can. So you have to do like soda and juice and whatever. Right. Yeah. Interesting. What, is that something where you're like, damn it, I wish we could because profits would be yeah, insane? Yeah, except, I mean, we do a lot of breweries, so it's not going to serve Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's just a natural, like, um, partnership for you because right. it's like these... And otherwise and I, it's a lunch service and, you know, yep. some people... <laughs> yeah, maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing with, with you where you're not, like, dwelling on the fact that, like... Well, my food goes great with beer, and I can't serve beer, so I'm gonna whatever be pissed off about it. Or well, you know, you, I well, yeah. <laughs> or you go to the place where the beer is being made, right. be like, hey, you guys aren't serving food. I serve food. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a really. It seems so simple, but like, I feel like there's so many people 
who look at Seattle and they look at the food truck scene and they're like, I need to be down by the Amazon buildings. And it's like, if I'm not there, it's a yeah. failure. You yeah. know what I mean? When in, in reality, it's like there's so many other ways to win. Right. You know, if and you just like... A competition down there. Yeah, so that I mean, too. I think it's kind of a wash. Mm -hmm. you know, if you're down there, it's great. Sure. You know, but if, um, you know, not everybody kills it down totally. there. But it is what it is. Yeah. Obelicious PNW. And this, you don't have to name names or go anything crazy, <laughs> but this is all about... Uh, the craziest slash most absurd Yelp review you've ever gotten. And this is more on the lines of like... Don't even get me started on that. I'm dealing with this today. Like, um, we don't have a ton of Yelp reviews. Um, I think we have like 30 or something like that. And we're at four stars right now, like, but whatever. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, but, so I had, so I had this, my first year in, in business, uh, I got a review and it started off saying, like the first line was, I wasn't too excited when I saw this food truck show up. <laughs> so right off the bat, it's, it's like, Negative. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> you've already made up your mind. Yeah. You know? And uh, she goes on to say like, oh, I didn't like this part, I didn't like this part. So I'm always, you know, I'm very, very uh, political. You know, sure. I'm very like, yep. what can I do? And like, I don't care about the money. If you want a refund, I will give you a refund. I don't, I really mm -hmm. don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care for what reason. Could just come up to the truck and tell me. And honestly, if there's a problem, please come tell me. I want to know about mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, um, so she, she writes this big long thing. So you know, I respond to her and I say, you know, if you pay it on a card, I can refund your card remotely through, the, through our app and super easy. So we did that and she was like, appreciative of that. So I go, and at the end, I go, if you don't mind me asking, what made you say you weren't excited to see us? And she's like, well, I just looked at your menu, and it wasn't anything unique. I think food trucks need to have, you know, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay. So I was like, well, honestly, it kind of sounds like you made up your, your mind about us sure. right off the bat. Sure. Uh, and I was like, I would love it if you came to see us again. I, you know, I want to change your mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me make you something else. Um, but she was like offended by that. She was like, like, how dare you? Like, I was like, what? Like, what? Yeah, so, like some people, some people just have their minds made up. Yeah. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Like, it's it just crazy. Down. Yeah. Like that you have to do the, I, I also think that's really underrated is that you have to do the Yelp reviews, the driving and the sourcing and the yeah. staffing and the cooking. Like there's a lot yeah. that goes into it. And what's tough too, I wish people would understand about the Yelp reviews too, or just any kind of public feedback mm -hmm. is that like I'm a human being right this is my dream right like I'm not I'm not a faceless corporation trying to rip people off totally but I think there's something especially when it comes to food people feel really um, like if they get a bad meal they feel ripped off mm -hmm. they feel like they were not treated well yeah even if you know if the staff was was good or whatever they take it very personally, and then they they can sure they can be the mean. fact that there's yeah. an outlet mm -hmm. is like right yeah mm -hmm. and an anonymous outlet uh -huh. like that you know like you know there are other forums where you know we don't have any negative yep. feedback yep. but yep. it's because it's not so I mean anonymous. like I think about that too like yeah. the, going back to the music thing right like you can't go you can't go to the music venue Yelp page and be like. I didn't have good seats and I didn't have a good time. Yeah. Be like, yeah. sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, man. Like, you yeah. signed up for this. Yeah. I don't know. It's just but a funny. give you a refund. I would. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> I don't ever, like, I don't do this to, like, to get rich, obviously. Sure. Like, sure. No, and, and please don't do this if you're trying to get rich. Um, if you don't like the food, I'm doing it because I want to make the food. Yeah. You know? Like, I want to feed my family too. But, <laughs> you know, I, if you don't like it, 
I'll give you there's a other ways. Problem. Yeah, there's <laughs> other ways. Yeah. You just put the buffalo chicken sandwich on the. My question. My question was going to be name an ingredient you're obsessed with right now. But is there anything in there where you're like, I really want to do this sandwich, or I really want to like try a dessert, or I really want to like. I yeah. I mean, there's a lot. You know, there's other stuff I'd like to do. I really want to do breakfast brunch. Mm-hmm. I grew up in doing breakfast. I love. And breakfast. you've done it before. I have. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. been great. It's yeah. just um, we didn't have a great spot for it, and, mm. it, and I just didn't really have the time or the resources at the moment to really push it. Sure. So I kind of just put it on hold. Yeah. For now, mm-hmm. but um, there might be some opportunities here uh, in the future to, to do some more brunch stuff. I'm trying to think like. The natural dinner service for you is a brewery. What's the natural like breakfast B two B relationship that you can have? That's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, because um, most of the places that do like coffee also do food. Mm-hmm. We had we had a situation was where we were doing brunch. This place uh, it was a very nice place, um, but they also had some food too, and they were pretty new. Yeah, it just wasn't quite working at the moment. Mm. Um, but the food was. Fantastic. We were sure. doing scratch-made Belgian waffles, and then doing like waffle sandwiches with them. Yep. Bacon, egg, and cheese on the waffle. Uh huh. I loved it. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a technique you're still intimidated by in the kitchen, or something where you're like, I'm not going to touch that? Not quite, but you know the thing. I mean, baking isn't quite in my mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more of a. It's and it's like the recipe thing. Sure. You know, it's the the minutia. Of yep. like, this yep. much of this. This much of this. This much stirring, this much time. Like biscuits, like I was trying to make biscuits for a while. I was trying to get like a really nice biscuit. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not getting it. You know, I was reading all this stuff online. You know, you gotta freeze the butter. You gotta crumble the yeah. butter this way. Mm-hmm. And like, try and do it that. And I don't know, it just wasn't coming out. Mm. I'm more of like a, a by feel sure, kind of guy. Sure. Even my meatballs, like when I first hired a prep person, is when I first it's hard had to, to train. Write, had to write my menu. <laughs> yeah. I had to write the, you know, um, the recipe. recipe down. I never used a recipe. I'd always just kind of like, wow. this is of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just always the way I rolled. I also want to touch on that for a second, that mm-hmm. you you spent a long time trying to figure out a bakery that would make the bread for you. Oh, yeah. I spent like a year trying to find yeah, yeah. Uh, a bakery that had bread that was like similar to, to the stuff that we, that we would have back east. And just mm-hmm. a uh, simple white hoagie roll, sub roll, grinder roll. Yep. Um, and again, there's some incredible bakeries out here, but they're all very high end. Yeah, you know, like fermented like, crusty sourdough yeah, or yeah. croissants or like raisin juice and like nuts <laughs> and very hard outer yep. crusts and, and, and stuff. And uh, it just wouldn't work for my sandwiches. I needed something. I mean, good. of the like initial questions that people ask after the, is this going to be a real grinder? It's like, what kind of bread Other do you from use? East Coast? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Most of the East Coast people Anything, are like, what yeah. kind of bread do you Anytime use? Anytime we meet someone from the East Coast, this first thing we start talking about is the pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't eat the pizza. There's no bagels. Sure. Well, there's a couple of <laughs> But um, yeah, just, just bread is Interesting. the same. I even, in my search, met with some of the big salespeople at the Franz Bakery. Uh-huh. In, their, in their giant conference room overlooking overlooking their production floor. They had every single product they ever made and stuff they didn't even make on site, stuff they made down in Portland to show me all this stuff. And within like 30 seconds, I was like, no, none of this yeah. is gonna work. And the salesman was like, well, what are you looking for? And I told her, like, the sure. it's ready to roll. And she goes, you're not gonna find anything like that on the West Coast. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, the way we make bread out here is just different than the way they make bread on the East Coast. And I don't know what that means. Totally. I don't know what the difference is. Yep, yep. But um, there definitely is interesting. difference. Because it's not been... good or bad. It's just, you know, what, what I was used to. That's so interesting. 
you somehow get a call right after this interview that you just want an all expenses paid trip to eat at your dream restaurant. And when you get there, there's someone you always wanted to talk to waiting to have dinner with you. What restaurant is it and who is that person? Oh boy, this is gonna be like a boring That's fine. answer. Well, like, because I know you're not gonna say a three Michelin star or something in Paris. You yeah. Know, it can be that diner. Like, yeah. Honestly, you know what I'm you know what i really looking forward to actually doing? Mm -hmm. Is taking my kids back east and getting them a proper slice of pizza. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, although, I, honestly, I took, I took my wife back east a few years back, like, back in like 2012. Cause she's from here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm talking up the pizza, you know, <laughs> and we get there and we get to my favorite place, Ilianos, like yep. basically across the street from like where I grew up. And we get in there, we have the pizza, and I'm like, ah, it's good, right? And she goes, yeah, it's good. <laughs> you know, like the voice goes up yep. and it's like, I'm like, oh, not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> totally not impressed. <laughs> it's just one of those things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just had to grow up with it. But That's so funny. I'm excited to at least like show my kids yeah, yeah, yeah. that stuff, yeah. If people do have more questions for you, though, where can people find you online and get in touch if they have other sure. questions? Yeah, um, our website's uh, wickedgoodgrinders.net. Mm -hmm. um, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all those basic outlets. Sweet, Wicked Good Grinders. Yeah. Hey, hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Again, not my normal interview, but I'm a firm believer in making sure that perfection doesn't stand in the way of any of my content getting out there. I know that there's a couple of takeaways in there that some of you will use to your advantage. If you want to check out Joel, if you're ever in Seattle, please follow Wicked Good Grinders on Instagram. He doesn't, he has a personal Instagram, uh, but it's more family related. So if you're ever interested in um, picking his brain or asking any questions about your own food truck related business, please check out Joel on Instagram. Again, if you're ever in Seattle and you're hungry, you're downtown, you want to see uh, what's good, the sandwiches are great. Order the steak and cheese, order the chicken parm, order the meatball. It's his signature recipe. He makes them all by hand. It's just a great sandwich and it's someone that I'm going to continue to support. I continue to get inspiration from Joel and I think for a lot of you that want your own businesses focused on what Joel has been able to accomplish, I think that something where we get enough questions that would facilitate another interview, I would be 100% happy to do one because Joel also likes talking about this kind of stuff. He is insanely entrepreneurial and I am happy to know him. I'm happy to have worked for him and I'm happy to continue to uh, support him going forward and to have had him on the show. So as per usual, if you want to check out any of the show notes, those are linked up on justinconnacom slash podcast. This isn't going to get a normal outro, so if you want to support the show in any way, go ahead and check out patreon.com slash And I have another episode dropping very, very soon which is my complete 2019 playbook. It is probably the longest episode the, of that the podcast has ever seen. So I really hope that you enjoy that, and then we'll get back to our normal cadence going forward. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Justin Kana. Have a good one.